Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back and have some drinks with people and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You give myself a follow on Twitter, that's at Joe Kilgallen. I'm also on Instagram at Joe Kilgallen. It's my name on everything. I'm on all that shit. You know, Snapchat, whatever the kids are into, I'm doing it. You can also follow the podcast at Kilgallen's Pub, Twitter, Instagram as well. Don't have a Facebook page, don't really need one. You know, you get what I'm saying here. Um, got a fun podcast in store for you today. Big thanks, as always, I like to start off every podcast with, to all the people who have been listening and telling their friends and, um, you know, just being there. You know what I mean? Makes it fun. Makes it fun to know people are out there listening. It really does. Uh, Dale McPeak, Chicago comedian Dale McPeak is my guest. This dude's hilarious. We get into some crazy shit, like random stuff, but then some serious stuff, back to random stuff. Just a couple typical... Uh, Irish American dudes, uh, you know, drinking Jameson and, and rambling. That's what this one was about. It's a very fun one. So I'm not going to take too much time up top to talk to you because my battery is low. I'm getting that signal and I can't find a stupid charger. We've all been there, right? I, I want the government to start just having chargers available. There should be chargers, a sea of chargers out there. You know, the, the smart bars have chargers. We need to, smart cities need chargers. We all got to charge it up. Got to recharge. Charge, you know, all sorts of charging. I like to say charge. Anyway, though, um, yeah, it's been a fun one. So, you know, keep keep uh, keep on keeping on. I'm going to get right into it. I will say this, though. I made that state of the podcast episode in which I said I was going to start doing two a week. I got a little off with the timing of some things. So you'll hear this one on Wednesday, and then Friday will come out with another one. But I don't know if I'm going to stick to the Wednesday-Friday schedule. Maybe you guys could tweet at me. Should I go Mondays, Fridays? Send me a message, my email, joe at joekilgallon.com. You can check out all my dates. If you're in the Chicago area, I'll be at uh, Zany's Rosemont. I'm headlining a show at the Improv in Schaumburg. That's Sunday, November 3rd. Uh, all the dates are on there. I'll be up in Appleton, Wisconsin so for my Wisconsin friends. So, you know, give that all a look. And if you're listening for the very first time, go. you could go back and listen to any episode. They all stand on their own. If they're not, like, time-sensitive or any shit like that. It's basically just me drinking with some people and, you know, talking about all the things you talk about at a bar. Sometimes deep, sometimes not. Sometimes silly, sometimes not. But um, it's always a good time, I think. And again, without further ado, you know, thanks again for listening to Kilgallen's Pub. Here's Dale McPeak. Cheers. Sitting here with Dale McPeak. That's that's me. Said your last name. One time I fucked up your last name and said it like it was Amanda Mc... What's her name, the actress? I have no She's idea. a McPete, I think. Yeah, you the call one me who's in Saving Silverman or something. Oh, uh, yeah. But you... But it was written on the page, McPete. But I knew you were McPeak. Someone else fucked that up. That wasn't me. I, th- I, think, it, I think it was Blake or Jonah. It, I, it was at Community Chanel, right? Yeah, they messed no. up your name. Yeah, I feel should. you on that, though. I get my last name spelled wrong all the time. They try to set me up for trouble, but... You weren't buying it, man. No, man, you can't. No, McPeak sounds just as dumb as McPete. Is McPeak Irish or Scottish? It's Irish. Irish. I, I check because every now and then some of the nicknames could go yeah. either way. Like I heard McGuire is mostly a Scottish family or whatever. Who gives a shit though, really, man? Yeah. I mean, I never really drinking, look right? into it at all. I don't. I'm fucking like a white dude with all this privilege. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you grew up with a lot of privilege from the stories I've had with you. But no, man, I'm excited to get you on. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for a little bit here, and what's yeah. really cool is that I, I'm surprised you accepted the offer because 
late last night. It kind of burned you pretty good, man. I don't you want people thinking I had you on just so I could talk about this. Oh, yeah. It's a solid burn, man. You I, know what? As soon as you did that, I was going to message you and say, hey, let's talk about this on the podcast next week. <laughs> and I didn't even think that you would, we would do it today. But yeah, you fucking slammed the shit out of me. <laughs> and it's very, it's very rare that somebody comments something on one of my posts where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to put a gif right here, like or a gif as a response. And I was like, I was at work, and I was super busy. And one of our customers, they, they kept, I, and like he could tell I was busy. You know, I work at a bar, and uh, he, he kept talking about a movie that, like, I, I can't remember what fucking movie it was, some shit that I would never see, like some old horror movie. Uh, and he's talking about the history of it. And I posted, oh, hey, what's worse than... Uh, Somebody explaining a movie that you've never seen to you or against your will or something, and then you fucking uh, oh, and I well, go, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, and I go, yeah, hey, what's worse than that? Anything worse than that? And I go, nah, period, at the bottom, and then you come in. I came in and said, um, it's uh, it's pretty bad, but not as bad as someone answering their own question. Because you wrote, is there anything worse than this? And then you wrote, nah. Like, you answered your own question. Yeah. Because as I was reading it, I'm like, nah, that is pretty shitty. I'm on Dale's team here. And then when you wrote, nah, I'm like, you know what's pretty bad? Answering your own fucking question, which I don't think I said fucking. But, like, it was literally, the, I, I was in bed. I was getting ready for bed. I was scrolling through. I made that comment. <laughs> put the phone down. Put my head on the pillow. Went to sleep. Woke up seven hours later and saw all these comments from <laughs> Jeff R. Curie and a few other comics being like, savage. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. oh, damn, he got you and all this. And the comment had a bunch of likes. And I was like, oh, it's funny. But you know what's cool about you is you did like you're in your own way like a tip of the hat like all right motherfucker you got me all right I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, be yeah. a little bitch and try to go back and forth over stupid shit yeah, and like listen motherfucker here's what I meant but you know because yeah, some yeah. people get way too testy with that that's I think that's like a new comic thing dude like I feel like well you've been around a lot longer than me that's a comic and... thing in general or it's people in general nowadays they can't just accept a burn they want to go back and forth a hundred times with you and try to like get the last word where sometimes I've had it where someone gives me they give me good shit and I'm like fuck you know what tip of the hat all right yeah, you got dude. me on that one i could laugh along with it or there are people who do it the other way instead of laughing along with it they try to be like well you know what i fucking meant and here's what i'm saying and then, then you know it's like no dude i got you yeah i got you you know what i mean and i knew you'd have fun with that and that's why it was cool to have you on the podcast literally less than 24 hours after yeah that. yeah well then i was also at work super busy i'm like i just got fucking fucked up on my own fucking post dude and i was, I was like walking around and then this is at a point because i don't care what anybody says likes matter in this day's age and i was at i was at seven likes and yours got up to five when mine was at seven and i told myself if this goes higher i gotta delete it but then i was like <laughs> i knew you fell asleep and i was like i can't have him wake up and the shit be deleted because it's worse than him getting a hundred high fives it would be, yeah, because it's almost like, oh, because if I woke up and it was deleted, I would have known something happened yeah. where it, my comment took off. It's worse when you make a post and someone has a real snarky ass comment and their comment has likes from people who didn't like your post. Yeah, yeah. I've had that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, Facebook and was, members that was me yours. That, that was yours. And yeah. I was like, I haven't talked to this person in four years and they like your shit. This piece of shit. Yeah, liking a comment, but not liking the original post. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That's when you want to get after with them. I've gotten after with those people. I'm like, hey, hotshot, you're, you're, you're too good to like the actual comment, but you're going to like people uh, talking shit. I got to tell you, I was, I was so close to like tagging every person that liked your shit, but not mine. 
And that's the most millennial shit in the world. But I've 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 been there before where I've like somebody's like, oh when uh, what was that movie? Black Panther came out? Yeah. And dude, fucking white people loved Black Panther, you know, and they loved it more uh, they, they loved it to a point where you're like, all right, now you're putting on a show. Yeah. There's a lot of Fine. that out there. Oh, dude. Are you, there was one comic. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but he, he wrote this whole thing about like, oh, this is finally what Marvel needed to do. And I just commented, uh, wow, you're so woke, bro. <laughs> Ten minutes later, it was deleted. And it's like, I fucking, <laughs> where's my championship belt? Yeah, that's victory. You need a belt right there. There needs to be some I sort of social media I should have a verified account now. Yeah. They used to give badges away if you like checked into a place certain many times. There should be a badge for you burning or hijacking someone's common thread yeah, yeah. by like winning like that. There should be something that gives you away there. You know, I never saw Black Panther. Still haven't seen it. Have you, have I, you seen I, it? I haven't seen it either. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I'm going to check it out. I wasn't like one of those people who were like, fuck Black Panther. Like, no, I'm sure it was a great movie. A lot of people I know said it was. The funny thing is, when it came out, some of the same people I know that when it came out were like, this is the best thing ever, black people included. Since uh, now that almost a year has gone by, her like, it's really good. It's uh-huh. good. It's really good. It's not the greatest thing ever. It was really cool. But now that I'm removed from it a little bit, yeah, I don't have to put on this rah rah facade. I've never even heard of that. I character. I never heard of that comic book character. I never heard of Black Panther. I've Panthers never either, yeah. even hey make another Blade or something, dude. I don't know who the <laughs> what fuck? Blank Man wasn't good enough. Yeah. Come on. And from what I know, I might be wrong. The guy can't fly. He can't go invisible. He has a suit where he looks like a cat and he runs fast. Is what, that just his pa- his power? He's he quick? might be strong too. And I'm going to say I this right so. now. I'm not being racist. Fuck Captain America. I don't know what the fuck he I'm does. I'm not a Captain America fan at all, dude. He does. I, I don't care. It's he like he's a got a, yeah, he's got a shield and he's he's the, the plots for those movies must be pretty good. I saw the first one and you know where he was like all skinny and scrawny and then like oh he's got this heart and that's why they you know he i know in the scene he jumps on a grenade but it wasn't really a grenade and they're like that's why he's going to be our guy to become this super soldier we're going to try to create yeah but like i i am a i like comic book movies but i was always an x-men person and here's because they all have talents yes talents they have talents thank you and fucking superpowers dude i don't care if you run fast are you fucking because I know uh, people is, who run fast. That's yeah. not that big a deal. Yeah. There was a kid in my high school who ran like a 4-2. Did, we didn't think <laughs> put a cape on him. You I'm, know? Just, I'm just laughing about thinking about the, the superpower of Black Panther is that he runs fast. That's every black dude. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, was this just... <laughs> that's why the whole movie was like, how was that even a superpower? Because the whole movie's black people, so aren't they all like, yeah, my cousin runs just as fast as him, actually. He's just in the next town over. If we bring him over to Wakanda, it's going to be a pretty fair match. <laughs> yeah, they just replace him after they die. Was him and the other guy battling for the kingdom because they were just the two fastest dudes? I <laughs> Probably, dude. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Neither of us have seen the movie. That's why it's kind of funny. I think there's a whole podcast where people do reviews for movies they've never seen, and they pretend that's, like they knew it. That would be an amazing podcast i think there is so, but we're kind of st- i'm okay with ripping that off yeah, in this dude, moment right now off, i just haven't seen any movies period because i'm a comedian so uh, um you know like you how many nights free do you have i know you might have more days free because you work at bars tonight as well i i saw like get out i saw all the oscar nominee movies because not to brag Did but i'm in the, get I'm in out the, right away no i didn't i see oh, them all because i'm in sag so i get the screeners for them so i just oh, wait shit. and then i wait for the movies to come to netflix i wait for them to go to hbo go because i steal someone's password for that mm-hmm. what's up I and i just don't feel the need to rush out to movies anymore unless it's something there someone's like dude you have to see this on the big screen 
which I don't know if Black Panther is one of those movies. I'm sure it's good. We're just fucking around, losers who are getting yeah. serious. Um, but I like X Men too because here's like a little dorky kid reason why I liked X Men because we're kind of the same age, right? We're a few years apart. I think you're what? How old are you? 28. You're 28. See, I'm 30. Just turned 34, but still kind of yeah, the same era. It was close. the X Men animated series? Oh really yeah, that? that was my favorite. Me too. I, was, I think everyone around our five to six year age gap were, were pretty into that. Like, what's her name? Rogue. Love Rogue, she sexy Southern Belle. And then they made the movie, and she was like a kid. I don't know why they, they should do a whole movie about her because she yeah. was like a cool character. She had like a raspy voice and shit. But here's also why. Yeah, she did. And she was always trying to bang Gambit, or Gambit was always trying to bang her. And she's like, "Dude, I'm gonna kill you. I'll take all your powers." He's like, "I think it's worth it for that ass. Like yeah. that's. I don't need to throw cards. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I'm over it. Let me just get up in that. I, that's yeah. what I like. That's what I like about Gambit, man. You know, he's a New Orleans boy. Those guys don't fuck around. <laughs> but um. I was, you know, I was a kid when that was coming out, and the whole thing behind X Men was they discovered their powers once they hit puberty. So when that first came out in like '92 or something like that, when you were like four and I was like eight uh, or nine or whatever the fuck our age difference is, I remember thinking I haven't hit puberty yet. Who knows? Maybe I'll hit puberty and I'll, I'll oh, have a power. Wow. Maybe that's how delusional I was I as a little kid. I didn't know that that was the thing about X-Men. Like yes. The puberty, they, had puberty, because that was the first episode where Jubilee, and I remember Professor Xavier saying in one episode that mutant powers come about in puberty. Because a lot oh. of parents don't realize their kids are mutant until they thought- twelve, you know. Like Jean Grey got her period, and all of a sudden she's moving shit with her brain, you know. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I love the thought of you, like nine years old. You got like a bully at school and shit. Like, give me three years, motherfucker. I'm gonna fuck you shit up. Just wait till I get some hair on these balls, man. And you're gonna be shooting shit on my eyeballs. Watch. I don't know which power flames. I want. What power did you want though? If you had to choose one X Men power, the fucking uh, man. You know what? Sub-Zero. I know it's not X-Men. But it's Mortal Kombat, yeah. Do you mean like Iceman, the guy who could freeze everything? Yeah, or... or uh, dude, I want them all. I can't I even... I want them all, too. It's hard to choose. There was a Mystique like could a, change into different people. I always thought that was pretty that's cool. That's badass. Or the fucking frog guy. Toad? No, no. I mean, not the frog guy. The guy that fucking pops in different places. Oh, uh, <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Who can teleport. The frog guy. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way to describe him. He's just kind of hopping in a weird way. He had a tail. Yeah. Uh, no, Nightcrawler's pretty cool because you can just go one room to the next. I just like the idea of Mystique, or there was a character Morph, which was just male Mystique, and it was a good guy, is that you could like leave the room and then impersonate somebody. I like the idea yeah. of like a parent-teacher conference you know, me being the teacher, being like, this kid's killing it. You're doing a great job. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. I don't exactly. even know why you're here. We should have told you to stay home. Like that type of dude. Yeah, you could watch it, walk in the soldier's field, you know what I mean? And fucking right? All, I just starting take, line, just tie this motherfucker easily, up. Easily, right? I could be Khalil Mack this weekend with a better <laughs> ankle, and all of a sudden, bears are back in their winning ways, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, could have made a, what was his name? What the fuck was that last quarterback's name? Jay Cutler? Yeah, you could have made his career better. I could have. Yeah. The thing is that when you when she turned into those people, she did kind of have their powers for a little bit. But I wonder if you can morph into an athlete, could you enhance their throwing ability, or do, are you stuck with what they have? Well, you have all the. Do I make bad red zone decisions if you I'm Jay Cutler? Yeah, you definitely have their have physique. Like their... So when you you would definitely have to have their like if I morph. Does into... she have their memories? Because a lot of your ability memories. has to do with memory. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if she had their memories. I know that she was able to fight like Wolverine in the one movie when she pretended to be Wolverine. Yeah, no, you know what? That's the one I would be. I would be Wolverine. Of course, he can't die, basically. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he can't be killed, badass, essentially. Dude. And he's, and he's a badass. Suit. See, I didn't like Wolverine that much as a kid because I almost thought the powers were unfair. 
And then as I got older, the movies made me like Wolverine more because I'm like, you know what? There's pretty cool the idea. They made it look so dope in the movies when he would get shot. And then all of a sudden, like the bullet would pop out of his chest and the skin would immediately heal. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's fucking cool because you just talk shit to everybody. Yeah. And what would they do? They'd be like, I just hit you with a glass bottle. What are you going to do next? It's like, well, I'm going to heal and I'm going to headbutt you because my head's made of steel underneath the skin. Yeah, but he's de- he's in that movie, the first movie, he's done it for so long where he's just jaded and he's just like, he does what I do. He goes to the dive bars and he just drinks. Yeah, man. Know? He was drinking, smoking cigars and then doing cage fighting and just fucking people. They would get all the punches in on him and then he'd be like, all right, yeah. I'm going to crack my neck and then just like flick you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't do cage fighting, by the way. Are you into any of that kind of stuff? Are you into boxing or into MMA or anything? Anything. Yeah, you don't really seem to be into you don't sports I, anything. You don't. What, what are your passions, Dale? I don't do normally do I, interviews, but I do want to ask you this. My my biggest. I just want to do stand up and then uh, have my mom stop telling me that they're hiring at the airport. There you go. You know what I mean. <laughs> I remember when I was doing comedy in the beginning, my dad kind of pulled like a George Costanza's mother and said, you know, the post office is a great gig. Oh, yeah. She's like, uh, Benny's sister is hiring at an uh, airline. Uh, she doesn't even say the fucking airline name. She just says the airport. She doesn't say which airport. They're hiring at the airport. Yeah. yeah which one? Like, yeah. And, she goes, and she's been to my shows. The second show she's ever came to, actually, <clears throat> she's been to three shows. The first show was at the Whip that I, when I headlined. It was, in, it was like maybe 30, 40 people. Nice. The second show, and, and she, was, she nice, was real yeah. fucked up there uh, at the whip, and then I told her she couldn't come to one for a while. She didn't come to one for two years. Next one she came to, she promised not to drink, and she came, and she came with a very drunk friend who talked the entire show, and you were on that show. I remember this now. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, she was like, you like, you like talking to her, and then she like left, and she like yelling, and I told my mom, I'm like, you can't come anymore. You can't come and then the last time I did CYSK, maybe two months ago, I invited her, and she came with a friend, and they like great throughout the show, and they enjoyed it. And a week later, I still got a text. Uh, Benny's sister said you can still, you know, after I fucking crush like the best show in the city, like, uh, you, I don't want to fucking handle baggage. I'm going to work at bars until this works, and if it doesn't work... Hey, you could be right, but you'll probably be dead by the time you're right. Yeah, you're still a young dude. But I think that's, you know what, now that I am a parent, I think that's kind of natural parent stuff to be like, all right, look, I think you're very talented, but just get a little safety net behind you. You could do both. Can't you do both? Like that, like in that mom voice. But I'm also, dude, I told my son today, he's like one and a half. I was like, follow your dreams, kid, because we were watching some Disney movie. Where like the girl's trying to follow her dreams or something, some ballet movie. It's called Leap. It's actually really good, man. Leap? Dude, I'm getting into these Disney movies. I don't even know if it's Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, whatever. Um, I'm worried them the kids watching too much TV a little bit. But I watched a lot of TV growing up. You give up. your kid an iPad? No, no, because I, I think he, I I let him watch I'll some stuff they, on my phone. When are you When are you gonna let him like? Get an iPad. Uh, I don't know. It's weird because I do see a lot of parents with their kids. Like, Anytime I'm iPads. at a restaurant, I see the kid with the iPad in front of them. It's like they got fucking crowns and fucking papers you can color here, you know? Yeah. You know, so or like at restaurants, I haven't done it. The only time I started to do it, because I will give them my phone sometimes to just watch. Like I'll pull up a, like a video on YouTube. It's all educational stuff, though. So it's all like ABCs, one, two, three, counting. And guess what? It's working, though. He knows his ABCs, basically. He can't sing the song, but we've got this ABC puzzle where he puts the pieces where the letters go, because it's like in the shape like A, B, and all that. And he can say the letters, except 
he can't say um, W. He fucks with a little bit. He just kind of says U again. Um, but that's that's normal, you know. But he knows all the letters. He'll I'll point. I'll go like you oh, guys shit. can't see on the camera, but there's like a big laugh at your sensor. So I point and go, "What's that letter?" He'll go L. I go, "What's that one?" He'll go U. I go, "What's that one?" He goes H. You know, and he can't really talk much. He knows that's like crazy. 35 words, but he knows all the letters. How old is he? It's one and a half, a little over one and a half. But yeah. it's all because of this video stuff. So there's, there used to be this oh, old yeah. thing. It's been old. It's, people get their information so backwards sometimes. But I get it. It's kind of just how shit works. That don't let your kids watch television when they're developing because it'll poison their mind and all that stuff. But now science has shown, oh, you know, when we did those studies... Turns out those kids are going to be dumb anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now yeah. what they've realized is, obviously, you don't want to put your kid in front of a TV for seven hours. That's insane. But the kids will be, have more imagination. They'll be more creative, typically. And if it's the right programming, I'm not putting him down watching Law and Order SVU for freaking three hours. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's watching Sesame Street. He's watching, there's a show called, um, what the hell is it called? Um, super why and the super readers where all they're doing is like spelling and reading stories and he watches this thing called mother goose club where they're just singing like um you know like uh there were 10 in the bed and the little one said roll over like the also uh, the wheels on the bus that's his jam he goes nuts when the wheel on the bus comes on oh, yeah. and it's and he's learning how to count he's learning how to do all so it's like working but i, I started giving him my phone on youtube and i put videos like that on because when i change his diaper he thinks it's funny to turn over and move around and I'm like, dude, I got a lot of shit. Literally, there's shit. And you're going to get shit all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started giving him the phone, and then he just chills and like holds the phone in his hand. Oh, that's smart. You know, I got the iPhone 8 Plus, so it's bigger. It's almost like a, you know, an iPad in that sense. Um, yeah, it's like three years ago. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like an iPad mini. And it chills him out. I change the diaper real quick. Then I take the phone away, and I'm like, all right, let's go play with your, uh, your toys and your trains and whatnot. I'm loving it because I'm getting to play with all these toys again. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of fun for me being like, you know, stay at home dad during the day, comedian at night. The best toy, dude, was those race car tracks where you just hold the thing and they fucking just zip around. You yeah, know I mean? you know, I got a buddy who worked for Disney. Uh, still works for Disney, actually. Um, my buddy Brian, you listening, man? Uh, he hooks it up. Like, he hasn't said anything in a while. Not that I'm complaining, but he for a little bit there, like when he was first born, because my son was born in L.A., and then we moved back like when he was two months old, he showed up with like boxes of Disney stuff because he gets it for free. Yeah, and then he sent us like this care package, this big box of all this Disney stuff. And the one toy was like this race car thing from like the movie Cars, which is Disney, where it's the car there, and you have like this remote control, but it's wireless. And if you like hit the button, the car and like it, it'll move. It just kind of yeah, goes yeah. back and forth. It doesn't. It's not like remote control, remote control, but it's for ages three and up. But now I think I think my kid's more advanced, so I think I'm, I actually busted out of the. I opened it up the other day, but I need the battery. So I didn't want to show him the toy without the battery because then he'll be like, what the fuck? This toy sucks. So I got to go get batteries yeah, and yeah. then we'll play around with it. But you're right. Like any car thing, Those are the he's into trains tracks, now. Man. I got this train track thing on his oh, table yeah. that he just pushes the train around. But it's getting annoying though because I worked really hard on doing the track the exact way it's supposed to be because there's like a way where it goes up here. It goes through this tunnel. It goes around. And now he takes the tracks off and wants to build it in his own thing. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no other way to do it besides this way. It was built this way. Right, right, right. So you're going to run out of track. And I but go, I can't make it connect. that's fun part, dude. I think that is fun, but it's, it's annoying for me. Uh, yeah, it's annoying for you. But I remember when I was a kid, I would always take one off and just see what would happen. You know, I would hold the thing and see, like, oh, maybe it'll jump it or something. But it never did. That is a little boy thing to be like, let's see what happens if it crashes. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like it'd be pretty fun, too. Hey, let's fuck this up a little bit. As, uh, as white women would say, 
white men did to America. Yeah, we're evil. You know what's funny? I want to talk about that with you a little bit because you showed me this great clip before <laughs> the podcast started where this was at the Nasty Show here at the Wonderful Laugh Factory in Chicago, everybody. Yeah. Come on out if you're in town. And uh, the Nasty Show, it's, oh, what, 11.30 at night on Saturdays? Uh, on Saturdays, yeah. And it's billed as the Nasty Show, meaning you're going to hear some crazy shit. Yeah. And which annoys me, though, because sometimes I'm on it and some people are playing it safe. I'm like, don't do your 7 o'clock set for the Nasty Show. No, Come on, man. This na- is the time nasty to throw kinda, some curveballs. Nasty kind of means to make you uncomfortable. And nothing makes people more uncomfortable than talking about Donald Trump are pretending that you're going into a thing where you, they think that you're going to be pro Donald Trump, and then you know right away they yell at you. Yeah, you didn't even get yeah, anything no, across. You just no brought way. him up, and this woman was just screaming off. And then you kind of called her out, going, "You're one of those white women who do." And I noticed there is something about these ultra liberal white women who have really gotten on my damn nerves not all of them obviously i've got some great friends who i know are very act they're activists and that's great yeah there's a certain way to do it but there's no way right now you and i are in a, in a shit position because with white dudes we get shit on constantly and if we even go like hey but we did this this is pretty good people are like oh but what the fuck? you know all that kind of shit yeah like i remember this one person saying like oh there's never let women take charge because there's never been any bad women leaders i go first of all margaret thatcher sucked in a lot of ways also read about queen victoria she was fucking awful and you know i mean there's been bad women leaders i'm not saying because of those few that there shouldn't be any in the future you ever you notice how i just had to say that that's what's fucked up right now if you say one thing people think you mean this other thing oh yeah dude if you say that if you say that shit you say that shit at cole's open mic banned you know for those of you listening across the country cole's open mic is what you it's just a bunch of hipster kids who come from decent means yeah talking who are acting out against their parents for some reason wearing carhartt i love the owner of that bar the owner of that bar is the best i love the best he's great man and and there's been some good people there too overall but you're right there is something about the vibe in that room um yeah i miss going there i just it's too i run i you know i run community snow and wednesdays or help running for the most part yeah i got i got banned from there like a few years ago for, for something what? just fighting outside which it's understandable i i still love the staff there and everything but that mic fuck that mic dude it's all these hipster kids i don't even they care. just want you to preach to the choir and that's the I thing i fucking it's, hate that though Where, that you where's the growth people that live there whose parents pay their fucking rent because they're photographers, and no, you're not, dude. No, the fuck you're not. Your dad pays your fucking rent, okay? And you can sit there for two hours, and nobody, you can watch a hope of Mike for two hours, and nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. They're hitting keywords where their punchline is, kind of like our president and they get an applause break or they do that shit this shit i don't there's some of my friends have jokes like these where they they list a bunch of shit at the end of their joke like uh, to make their point they're like uh, this 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 like uh, like uh i'm trying to think of an example where i know what you mean list yeah. of, like a bunch of symptoms of like some type of thing and then the uh, audience starts to applaud, and then it's like, why are you applauding? He just memorized words. He didn't say anything. Fuck you, dude. F- and I like I've had no problem telling people that, and that's why a lot of people don't talk to me. But I don't like a lot of new comics are like those comics. They don't fuck with me. I mean, I don't have to prove myself for these hipster fucking kids who like 
their parents pay the rent, like, and they 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 need to go out of their way to prove that they're not racist, or they're not transphobic. Like I, like my girlfriend's Cuban, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I have a brother that's trans, and I never talk about that. And he never posts online about it. But you well, see comics that are trans, and it's all they post about. If you, you know were to mean? post about it, it would be using your brother to prop you up. Right. Which and is I, bullshit. Yeah, and I would you know never I mean? do that. I, I would lose a little respect for you to do that. Now, obviously, yeah. if you make if you share a post going, hey, let's be nicer to trans people, of course. Yeah, of course. And by the way, I, I definitely think that the people who hate trans people are fucking assholes because leave them alone. They're not bothering you and all that kind of yeah. stuff, of course. But you're right. There is something about, like you mentioned it, the, they feel guilty. They're trying to they're go out of the way to prove they're not racist. They're going out of the way to do this. All the people who do that, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast a few episodes ago maybe. I think I mentioned it to Kevin Bozeman where I said that the people who um, go out of their way to prove they're one of the good white people that's are it. the ones yeah, where I'm it. like, I don't trust you at all. The same way I didn't trust the dudes who were like, I'm a male feminist. I'm a male feminist. I remember being like, the fact that you're going out of your way to say it over and over again makes me think you're covering for something. Yeah. And I'm not going to let any of my closer male friends be alone near you because you're, like, you're a fucking you, trouble. Yeah. What are you, what are you, why are you laying down groundwork right now? Yeah. Because I assume you're a good you're person if you're like... Yeah. I, I like I try to take it where I believe that most people, especially in our world, are you know because we're, we're comedians. We we we're you know at late night bars after our shows. If you're drinking whiskey on a Tuesday and you're in between the age of twenty five and thirty five, I'm gonna imagine you're a pretty decent person for the most part. Especially if you're drinking a lot of the dive bars and a lot of like the, I guess more artsy type places that we're kind of hanging out at. But like if you're at Coles on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, yeah. I'm gonna assume. That you're not like some guy who's like fuck the poor, like I, right, right. so that the fact they go out of their way for that, you're right. It's just some phony guilt shit, and it's just phony. And what cracks me up the most, and you probably will appreciate this, it's always someone saying we need more diversity, and I'm like, you have one black friend, and your black friend has no black friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hang out with the one black guy who other black guys like, nah, you <laughs> you could have him. We're good. That's your that's your guy right now. Like you that that shit always cracks me up. <laughs> we need more diversity. Your Asian. shows, well, like, I, and th- and that's funny too because you know I produce comedians you should know, and you know obviously our audience is mostly white, but we do have more diversity than more other than a lot of other rooms. So I like doing House of Blues on Tuesday nights because that room is actually the most diverse room in the city. That, right, that, right. There'll be nights where that room is 70% black, 30% white. Mm-hmm. And it cracks me up because a lot of these rooms that are always preaching diversity, and I know they mean well, and, I, and I'm not knocking a lot of them in that sense because that is great because I, I think the more diverse the crowd, the actual better yeah, it yeah. is because you get to truly judge how good your comedy is if you could perform for a mass audience instead of just a bunch of fucking people who look like you and come from your background. But if you're... Diversity in lineups are great, but how about diversity in audience? I never seen people push that they'll have the most diverse audience diverse lineup in the world of comedians they'll have one of every representation but then their audience it's the same fucking 30 white shitheads who hang out with them know them from different places and i'm like you're not where and then they act like they're like speaking truth to power i'm like no it's the same people and you're no different the hipsters who hang out and like quote indie band song lyrics are no different than like the freaking um what do they call them like the jocks who are quoting um yeah, happy yeah. gilmore lines to each other oh yeah no because, difference because if you're if you're like with those dudes and like you you tell me like a certain type of music and they're like oh fuck you dude they turn into the bullies they are oh, they, they turn are. into the yeah. jocks make me feel bad bullies. for liking dropkick murphy's fuck you yeah. man sorry i don't it's a working know. class band <laughs> i only know like one of the albums too Sorry, I fucking don't know 
who the fuck Joyce Manor is, dude. I'm sorry. They I make know. you feel stupid, which yeah. is annoying because I'm like, how about you tell me how good they are instead of making me feel like an asshole yeah, that I yeah. didn't discover them like you did. They're and not popular. <laughs> I need you to tell me, and then I'll find out. That's where I actually used to appreciate hipsters for because sometimes the cool ones would actually turn me on to something mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, cool. I actually dig this now. Thanks. But then that's few and far between because most of them will be like, Ugh, you don't know this. You probably listen to this, and then they like shit on some band that sold thirty million copies. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, man. sorry. I, mean, I used to have, uh, I still do have like cool friends that are hipsters that are kind of like that. But the the one, the worst ones, man. I the worst hipsters, dude. I I went to you know where Cafe Mustaches. Yeah, I've never been inside, but I've driven by it a few times. So they have like it's karaoke, on Clark or something. Or no, what? it's right across from Coles. Oh yeah, yeah, it's right in Milwaukee. So I, I went there once to meet up with this girl like last year, uh, and it was Sunday. It happened to be karaoke, and I sat, I went outside to like, or I was standing outside after I got on my Uber to smoke. Not even halfway through my smoke, Logan Square is a big hipster area. Uh, halfway through my smoke, I hear this white girl say, "Yeah, but you don't know about white privilege." And I go, "You know what?" And I fucking called an Uber and I left. I'm like, I'm not going to go inside here. Uh, this is a gross, dude. Whatever you guys are pulling. And I get it. They're like fucking 21, 22. They're like trying to find their niche or whatever. But you're fucking, you're playing it safe, dude. And that's how I feel about people like me or you or McMahon. We're the ones that's really risking shit by fucking... Not playing it safe, dude. We don't because it's play boring. It it's like what you said earlier when someone like they'll have like like they'll do a, a punchline where they're like like our president. I'm like that's boring, dude. Yeah. That's been done. That's been said. And You're not adding to the break. conversation. You're just oh, it's so bad. It's like and the, you it's know like the a boxer is? who will choose opponents that are way weaker. That's like Rocky Three. You know how he was like his, Mickey was giving him all these easy opponents, and then yeah. finally he faced someone good. That's yeah. what happens to those comics. That's- I've seen it. They finally get booked for a higher paying gig because they they built up a reputation as a killer when really they're just performing for their friends essentially or people who are like them. Then they go into a room like like a laugh factory on a Saturday night and they eat shit. Yep. And then they think no, the audience was dumb. And then they go back to their friends in the back of the room. In the back of the room, their friends are like no, the audience is dumb. It's like you're. No. That's what kills me right now. I think there's almost too much support. Because if you're really being honest with each other, and this goes, I know we're getting a little comedy inside listeners, but this goes yeah. anything in life. Whatever you got, if you are a true friend and one of your friends is going for something, whether it's in business or in entertainment or whatever the fuck it is, you have to be a little bit honest with them. You can't just always tell them, know when to pick them up when they're down, but also when they're riding too high and it's a false high, you got to bring them back down a little bit and say, listen, that's not what happened, or you're getting lazy. Yeah, you can't, you can't support them for doing shitty stuff. Say, oh, you'll probably do better next time. Like anytime me and McMahon is like my best friend. He's been my best friend for a long time, and anytime me or him does poorly... The other person loves it so much and can't wait. Like when I see his set and he's fucking bombing, <laughs> which is rarely. But a few weeks ago, somebody played a, a cricket ringtone during his set, and I go, <laughs> "I can't wait for him to get off stage, dude. I can't wait to talk to him about. That. I can't wait to throw it in his face because it's fun for me. It's fun for us, dude. I don't. I I don't have to support you." Like yeah, they're they're yeah. That was probably an accident. McMahon was on the first podcast I did for Kill Gallon's oh, Pub, and yeah, oh, that yeah, dude's a beast. And 
And you two are undeniable. And I think a lot of what got you two to be so good and, and like at the top is that you don't, you'll take risk and not give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, because what's the point of being like everyone else? I just, I don't know. I just don't like being bored. I, I mean, I know I'll have some sets here and there where it's like, all right, I didn't really do anything special, but I know for sure if things were going south, I wouldn't just, you know, okay. Here's my jokes. I guess it's not working tonight. Yeah. I would try to make something out of nothing. Because isn't that, as much as I hate referring to comedy as art, it is. I just never liked doing it because I always felt that sounded pretentious and pompous right, to be like, right, I'm an yeah. artist. It's like, no, I'm yeah, a comedian. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a baseball player, John Cruck, who famously said, I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player. Right, you know, right. Which I always thought was hilarious. I think of that way. I'm like, I'm not an artist. I'm a yeah, comedian. Yeah. I'm a comedian yeah. But it is an art in a sense. And I always think to myself, like, I think the definition of a true artist is making something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, and if you could take a, a room that's shit and turn them around and have them and have them roaring, or if you're having a set that's going south and you could say, you know what, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna deviate. I was gonna go. I, I came up here with the plan to go this direction, but now I'm gonna come up here and you know call an or audible because I've seen the defense. Yeah, yeah, that is like an. That's fun, man, because that's that's when you'll real find, find like that nuggets. clip I showed you where I was arguing with those ladies. And like uh, that women that weren't together, and I'm, it's like ten minutes of me just calling them dumb bitches, <laughs> right? Which is like that'll turn the yeah, whole audience yeah, off. That's uh, it'll get you. But at the end of the set, as you saw, like I left on an applause break. That's like that's yeah, and there were women not, who were cheering for you. Yeah, there was like it was fucking nuts, you know. But it's, I mean, you know, it's probably. I had Nolan from Galway Bay on the podcast, who I know you're a big fan of. Oh yeah, everyone loves Nolan. I love Nolan. He goes to he goes to Frank and Mary's a lot. Yeah, Nolan's great. He, uh, you know, from Ireland, it's just a different culture. I think Irish, Scottish, British, um, uh, Australian, those four Welsh too. You throw them in there. They say cunt a lot, but it's not used in the sense that we use it. And then he told a story where he said. The only time I ever called a woman a cunt, and I, you know, go back and listen to that podcast. Everyone, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. The woman totally deserved it, and in his version of the story, absolutely. And she was like, "Are you guys going to let him say that?" And all the people nearby who were men and women were like, "Well, you're being a cunt, like yeah, you know." Yeah. And so I feel like the same thing happened to you, where you were like, "I'm not calling you a dumb bitch because I want to. I'm calling you a dumb bitch because you're being a dumb bitch. Because you're being a dumb bitch." And I feel like if we, and that's equality to me. That's the biggest sign that Dale McPeak believes in equality oh, yeah. because if she was a guy, you'd have called him a dumb prick, or you'd have said, "You listen." You fucking I would have called her dumb bitch too. Dumb bitch I, too, yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, for sure. That lady came up to me after. Oh, and damn. You I didn't hear know this. this. I've been there. Any fucking person that ruins a show comes up and, like, I commend you for, like, or she's like, that was great. They always and think I go, they helped, what, or dude? they think, yeah, it's the worst. Like, 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 she's like, that was really good. And, like, I was like, no, dude, you just ruined. My set. And ruin other people's good time because of it. And there was one lady in the crowd, the one lady where I go, even this lady thinks you're a fucking idiot, you know? Wants you to shut up. And then uh, when that, that lady that was on my side came out to me, she's like, she's like, she's in the bathroom right now. I kind of want to go fuck her up. And I go, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And then she starts <laughs> opening. She, this lady opens the door and she goes, why are you in here? You look like a man. Like oh, yelling at this shit. lady, dude. And the lady was scared. To, the the one that I was arguing with was kind of scared to come out the bathroom, so she was in there for a while. Either that, or she was taking a shit. I don't know. But like, then that lady left, and she came out, and I was outside smoking. And the main lady came up to me. She's like, "Oh man, that was great." She's like, "I got to give it to you for sticking with it for so long." 
like sticking with the argument. So I go, are you fucking kidding me? It's because everyone started cheering for you at the end. She felt stupid. And then the, in oh. her brain, the only way where she could fix this was by confronting you and saying, no, no, I thought it was great. You know what I mean? Uh, that's how, that's that mentality. Um, gross, dude. It, it, oh God, it's, it's annoying in, that, in so many different ways. But I like how you handle those kind of things. It's weird to me in comedy right now because it used to be when a comedian was saying shocking shit, whether you agree with it or not, right. you were kind of like, oh, shit, right? You were kind of like, ooh, look at this. Yeah. Now I've noticed, I've been in rooms where a comedian is saying, like, you know, they're, saying, they're going there. You know, they're, they're taking a, a, an approach. They're you know, pushing things a little bit there. And I could see the comedians in the back kind of like, oh, I want to get away from this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. what happened? I, I know it's, we're supposed to be more socially conscious. And I know there's been a lot of things that have gotten way better because of that. That's great. But in that sense, I'm like, ah, I feel like we lost something there a little bit. Yeah, there used to be I, something about you know seeing those guys like Carlin and Pryor and Eddie, you know those greats that they still pretend like they like. I'm like, if those, imagine if Carlin was starting out in open mics right now. Yeah, yeah, you would fucking <laughs> you quit. Yeah, you'd fucking shun them. showcasing your fucking comic or your the fucking backyard to this bar that you run. There's so many shows that I'm not allowed to do, dude. That is fucking insane. But at the end of the day, do you really care? That's why I, I try to tell I people I that there's just fuck, there's so there's an abundance of opportunity there's so many different shows too that you can't even for years i didn't get in with zanies for a while and i remember talking to some comics and they're like have you been hitting them up but i'm like no no just, I've, i just I've was like whatever at all. and then and then i started working it but i didn't sweat it people sweat rooms you know yeah. where they're like if i don't get this show they consider themselves a i had lisa traeger on the podcast her entire time she lived in chicago she never did chicago underground comedy once which is considered one of the premier shows yeah, yeah, yeah. never got booked for it one time this right, is someone right. who has a netflix special coming out in, in at the end of the month yeah yeah like imagine if she would have shrunk up going if i can't do that show i can't do anything i've never it, asked it would to be denied show, a great yeah. voice you know so that that stuff doesn't even I mean, the reasons behind it, I could see being pissed off about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a shit? Um, I wanted to laugh about this, though, because it's funny. Because I I think everyone thinks that there's so much, there's so much information and so much communication, but no one's listening, and everyone wants to be the first to be right about stuff. Right? You know, everyone wants to be the first to. Oh, I was the first to slam this person. I was the first to slam that person, or I was the first. And I just don't want to live and look, slam people deserve to be slammed. You know, be like, this guy's mm-hmm. bullshit. I'm going to call him out for his bullshit. I'm, I agree with that. If someone's full of shit, call him out on like it. Like you did on my post last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a great example. <laughs> and um, I'm totally on board with that. But the idea to be like the first and, and to lump people together with people who have done really heinous shit, I don't know, it bothers me. And so everyone right now is shitting on straight white dudes. And I'm not going to come out here and be like, woe is us. Because obviously we've had, we have it pretty damn good. Yeah, it's um, fine. It's fine, right? Like, it's fine for some of us. But for some of us, where, where the fuck is the privilege? I have three jobs. I don't understand where the fuck this privilege is when I got these fucking kids from Logan Square who are baristas, but somehow they're paying $1,200 in rent. I get Telling it. Telling me it. I got fucking privilege. I see. I get what it, I get what it is, and I understand where you're coming from completely with that. You don't like these the barista type hipster I, I whites don't, I, I don't telling like you white that you have talking about white privilege. I, I get, okay. I get where you're coming from there. So if a black person said to you, "You have white privilege," you'd probably be like, "Well, yeah, I definitely have privilege over you." Yeah. So you acknowledge. All right, no cool. Yeah. No, I get like that, to... man, because you acknowledge in the one sense, but you don't want people who are trying to 
give you i've had i've seen that i've seen white that type of white person like you're saying you're a barista but you live in that apartment something something's afoot here yeah, okay yeah, yeah. you have privilege you feel guilty for it so you're projecting your shit on other people uh, people who have it hard yeah. um no or, that is bullshit or like like uh, like kid uh, comics uh, uh, like you could tell i have rich parents because they're like and some of them are good, my good friends and they're like well, we don't talk about it but like uh like you know freelance writer what does that mean? Yeah, you live in Andersonville. <laughs> How much? You, yeah, yeah. We all know it's like it's like fifty cents a word if you're By lucky. Yourself? Come on. Yeah. No. And but the, what bothers me about that is I don't even mind if you're uh, if you're a dude out there or a dude or a woman. I was gonna say do that, which is a fucking stupid phrase. Our uh, word. If you're anyone, whoever the fuck you are out there, if you have help from your parents, if you were born into a trust fund or a grandparent died and you get a bunch of money and all that stuff. Dude, that's fine. I'm not knocking you for that at all. Right, right, right. Just yeah. own it. Admit own it, it, dude. And I got one buddy, and you know him too. I'm not gonna say what his name. He fucking owns it, dude. I'll, I'll tell you. His Do name we see him downstairs? Him. No, he because the dude live, downstairs no, in, got inheritance. Which one? We ran into him. He's been on the podcast before. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say his name yeah, because, yeah, yeah. but he would own it. it. I just the one want, we talked to right before. We yes, came yeah. I, the reason I'm not saying his name is because did he finally get it? I, he was getting some before, and I think he's going to be doing it in line nice. for some more because there's yeah. some legal stuff. I would, he would admit it, so I'd rather have him on to admit it himself yeah, yeah. if he was ever asked because right. I don't think he would deny it. But the point is no one hates you for that. Right, right, right. It's the people who pretend like they don't have that. Right, right. That's They're what like, drives no, me nuts. Like, why just admit here, just admit you got a little bit of a break. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I truly don't like Donald Trump because That's he fine. was born rich as fuck. And pretends like I worked for everything. I'm like, yeah, you got a hundred million dollars from your dad. Like, don't act like you know what I mean. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. So when America, when people say like, oh, Americans hate rich people, no, they don't. Americans love rich people. Yeah, it's the most popular people in the world are rich as hell. We just like people who worked from the bottom up, or be honest about how you got rich. Like, oh yeah, like my buddy, he 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 owns it. One night we were at uh, this Florian bar, I work at Continental, and we were hanging out. Me and him were drunk. And we were talking about, I was like, where are you, where are you staying at? He said it's a parent's apartment, which is downtown. I go, you rich motherfucker, dude. He's like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah. You, you want me to? We sleep on the corner? <laughs> Fuck yeah, off, you want dude. Me to not be rich? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like that's, I, that's why I fucking love that dude so much. But yeah, it's the other ones that are like, nah, I, uh, I worked for this, uh, <laughs> all this stuff I have. This is another comedian back when I was starting yeah. out had a joke about fencing. And as he's telling the joke about fencing, he's like, yeah, I grew up fencing. And then he goes, yeah, I was born rich. And guess what? It was awesome. Anyway, and then he goes right back at the joke. I yeah, just like yeah. that quick side note. And he's like, yeah, by the way, I know oh, where yeah. the fuck you're, I am. If you're fuck fencing, you. It was awesome. you're fucking. Yeah, it's one of those sports where it's like, okay, you, like, you know, you grew up on the tennis and golf team. Yeah, you had a few bucks. I love, the, th- I love the thought of fencing also being like in, in like urban areas, like people running from the police, jumping over fences. <laughs> oh, that kind of fencing? <laughs> Instead of with the weird like, little yeah, sword I, with the point, I grew a bridge. <laughs> that's that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be I actually like. I could see there should be some sort of title for that. Uh, there used to be a commercial. I think it was for Ricky Henderson back in the mid to early nineties, where it showed how he got fast, which is ridiculous because it shows like bullies chasing him and him just getting uh-huh. really like he got fast because of that. And he's hopping fences, going through gangways, and going through backyards just to get away from them. And then it, like, like eventually a, morphed into him sliding into second, like as that's an like adult. A pro bullying. It was a weird, like, hey man, dude, some art. Com- there is a lot of subtlety with that. You think about. I used to have a joke where I talked about how Michael Jackson's dad literally beat the success into him. Yeah. 
you know That's and really i said funny. like it's not i feel bad quoting one of my own jokes i've been quoting everyone else's but Dude, the idea him. is that okay. all of michael jackson's dance moves are kind of defensive dance moves there are a lot of kicks a lot of jabs even the moonwalk he's really backing up like, heard that one. um oh, yeah. but yeah it's i stopped doing <laughs> it and like i stopped doing it in 2015 i stopped doing it in 2015 i love it you gotta bring he's protecting back. the crotch maybe I, it's on the album maybe i'll bring it back i don't if know if you're having a meltdown if i'm having and i need one at the back pocket um <laughs> I should. It was, it, the joke always killed because I like talked it about a lot. Why the joke is doing it? the Did joke you put is it on your album. Yeah, that's why I stopped oh. doing it. I, I had a whole thing where everything once it was on the album, I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. But then a friend of mine brought it out to me recently. He goes, "How many albums did you sell?" And I go, "I actually did pretty good." They go. And I, I did good for being a no-name comedian, yeah. but I would say 99.9% of the population hasn't heard the joke. So if I'm in another city or yeah. even if I'm here, you're right, I probably could dust I it off. The, I think the thing about the, the like why bigger comics stop doing it after their album is because they don't want pe- their followers to come out to shows and hear the same stuff and i mean like like no offense i don't think no no like, it's fine i get, that, I get like, it like nobody at the laugh factory is gonna like know that you no. did that on your album and be like oh fuck i saw this or i heard this already there's some people who would come to cysk and say oh i heard you do that joke last time oh yeah, so that's yeah. why it means you should know yeah, it's always a show switch it up. i would always switch it up because you get regulars and it's the, that was the point of starting your own show not switch it up to the, a meltdown sometimes but yeah yeah you know the funny thing is though i only have like one or two of those a year Dude, sort of God. for both of them but the funny thing i know the funny thing is i've had one or two of them a year but they're so epic that that's all people talk about <laughs> it was so funny there i just love the other producers getting upset like oh and they're like you've been there longer than them yeah i know still like that shit cracks me up too it's like listen asshole you're doing jobs i created <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. hey, the thing you do that was my idea yeah. four years hey, ago hey you're welcome otherwise you'd be fucking selling t-shirts outside of chuck yeah <laughs> yeah exactly thank you i appreciate that deal you're a smart man uh you're but i like taking welcome, the risk dude. too yeah, this is you got to switch it up. Well, the, the whole point of that joke it was called Deadbeat Dads, where I talked about the idea was there was so, because I remember watching something on like, I don't know, 20, 20 or 60 minutes where I don't even think they meant to, but it was like a theme where every famous person they interviewed grew up without a dad. It was, the, and then I'm like, I wonder if we're, if Eminem, Eminem's dad's still alive. So I'm it's, like, is, oh, is yeah. his dad out there somewhere going like, fuck, I should have stuck around. You know what I mean? I and I like the idea. LeBron too. LeBron's dad, LeBron's mentioned. I mentioned Eminem, LeBron, <laughs> and then Michael Jackson. Uh, and I, I, you know, I like the idea of like, um, you think that there's so many famous people who grew up without dads. You think they'd be a deterrent. You think there'd be like some dad with a suitcase pack. I mean, you didn't, well, you didn't know he was talented. That guy LeBron James' dad be, too, you know, oh, he wore dude. size seven shoe when he was 18 months. You didn't know there was a future there. <laughs> like, you know, all that shit. Dude, those guys have to be at the bottom of the fucking bottle every night. How could you not? If you're LeBron James' dad who took off when he was like a year and a half, whatever age it was. You know, like, fuck, that dude is worth so much money. He's buying schools. Or, Come on, what did I do? Or you could have even, like, checked in a little bit on LeBron and saw him freshman year of high school and been like, all right, there's something here. Let's hang out for a little bit. And then if it didn't work out, leave again. I used to say, hey, no one's saying get back with his mom. Just drive the kid to practice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, run some layup drills with him. You know, you, you could just get the rebounds and kick him back out while he's working on his J. That's it's that simple. Um, There's yeah, no way to do that with rappers, though, I guess, with Eminem. Rappers are, rap's a little tougher game to figure out, especially Eminem. There's no way he saw that coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, unless it's, like, uh, popular, it all sounds fucking stupid, dude. You're not a rap fan? Dude, I swear to God. I like rap. I 
but dude, if somebody starts freestyling around me, I think it should be it's like legal. improv. It's I bad, it, right? Yeah, but I think it should be legal to call the police, dude, because <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear it, dude. I don't want to fucking hear that shit. You know, there's and all these things fact, I'm going viral real quick. Not to cut you off. There's all these things going viral of white people calling the cops on black people for shit where the white people are totally in the wrong. White uh, people are terrible with this. Like it's a white person being like, ah, oh, this kid's hanging out on this porch. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, he lives there. You piece of shit yeah, racist. But I like the barbecuing. idea. Yeah. They're, they're setting up a barbecue. They're having I'm, a good time. And they're like, I don't I'm think call, they should be here. I'm calling the cops on a cypher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck that. I don't know. Eminem, he's he's back. I, I like guess. a lot of rap, actually. I like, well, here's the thing with rap, though. I like shitty rap. If it's dude. good, I'm going to hear it. So I've never felt compelled to like search out the underground stuff. You know what I mean? Even when Chance the Rapper was kind of underground, people talked about it before I heard it. And I liked enough of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, I the only genre I really kind of hate is country. But even so, every now and then someone will play a country song that's more like, like old country, I guess. I like kind of real country where there's like, I don't yeah. like the poppy shit. Yeah. What I'm, uh, you know, it's, I don't really listen to country at all. I used to when I was a kid. My dad would listen to like George Jones and shit like that or, or George Strait. Like Waylon Jennings is good. And yeah, like, you yeah. know, okay. He would listen to all that shit. Uh, but one of my buddies, he, he does touring guitar for like a bunch of like the poppy stuff. Like he used to do like Florida Georgia Line. Now he does this guy, Kane Brown. And he was actually at the fucking, like, he's not in the bands, but he just tours with them. Oh, and he cool. was at the Vegas shooting. Oh, damn. Because that was the, a festival for country, right? He played, like, I don't know if it was a few hours before or the day before. Um, but, yeah, he, like, he like fucking played uh, that festival. It was fucking nuts. Damn, yeah, that was horrific, man. Yeah. We still haven't found out enough about that. I'm not like a big conspiracy yeah, I, I guy, like but there nowhere. was, it kind of just, it was a big story for a week or two. People were sad about, I don't know if there was another shooting that happened that kind of took the attention away from it. it, it but it's so, remember that everyone was saying the Vegas so shooting now. and it's so diluted. Everything. It's sad because it was only a little over a year ago and a lot of, it was the biggest mass uh, massacre in American history. And yeah. you know, that guy lit up a hundred, like over a hundred wounded and like what? 60 people killed. And, yeah, I beat out Orlando, and I feel like it just kind of disappeared. That shit gets me, man, because it's, it's fucked up to think that there are so many tragedies that it's like, well, we're going to wear this ribbon this month. And you know, um, I've noticed sometimes you get friend requests from people, and I'm at the point where with Facebook, it's, I stopped really. I don't really. I, I Before I accept so, anyone's friend request, because when you're starting out as a comic, you're like, ooh, this could be a fan. I'm accepting everybody, and you think, I want to build up my friend list, and I want to get all this, because that way when I promote a show, more people see it, and you're a little delusional. Yeah. And look, I, I, you know, Instagram I like, Twitter is fine. Facebook I no longer hate it because I accept what it is. It's like you were talking about, we were talking about earlier about parents giving their kids iPads and stuff like that. Look, yeah. that's not going anywhere iPhones, iPads, social media, it's not going anywhere. So you just have to accept it. Yeah, yeah. I brought up on this podcast before because I heard this. I can't remember who quoted this, but they said, to be against social media now is like a guy in the 50s being who, lived, who worked in radio being against television. TV, yeah, yeah. TV's not going anywhere. Yeah. So if you're like right now being like, fuck social media, fuck social media, you're going to get left behind in what, no matter what you do. You either you just accept it. No one's saying you have to love it, but accept that it's here. And I know there's people out there going, I see these four-year-olds on their iPads or two-year-olds on iPads. Yeah, that's the next thing. And guess yeah. what? They're getting good at it. My kid knows how to swipe away from that's a video crazy. he doesn't like. I it's thought, crazy, think, but that's I how that works. Say swipe right. Yeah, he swipes right on, on um, you know, 
little little one year old girls he's not into. <laughs> I do have a whole joke about him being a straight white baby. <laughs> uh, that one you got to come out to see everybody. I'm not giving away too much material here for free on the podcast. Um, I'm thinking about recording another album too, so a lot of that stuff will be on there. Um, but yeah, man, like um, that's that shit's not going anywhere. So with Facebook, when I get the friend request, I'll click on it because sometimes I'm like maybe I'll recognize from talking to them at a show or whatever. And I'll go back on profile pictures because a lot of times the settings are so you can't see their other photos but their profile pictures. Right, right. And you could, and I'll go back like six or seven, and there's some people where it's like, oh my God, it's each new tragedy you changed your filter for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some you go back four, and they have the French flag. Oh, Remember yeah, the French flag thing over because that shooting in Paris? Or like uh, the one that's like, uh, uh, the I support the gay. Oh, the rainbow, or the equal sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made when that thing came out. I would go, oh, I, I supported gay marriage before the filter. Yeah, <laughs> I posted that, dude. I remember posting something like, "Hey, look, guys, I just changed my profile picture two days before this thing was created. It's a damn good one. I got a new haircut. My dog's in it. You know where I stand. You know I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. on your team. I don't yeah. think I need to change my profile. It feels like the episode of Seinfeld where they're trying to make Kramer wear the AIDS ribbon." It's like, I don't need to wear the ribbon. I'm on the walk, for God's sake. Like, what else do I have to do? It is, it is a phoniness to it. I look at the same way where after 9-11, everyone started waving American flags. Where I'm like, dude, I remembered you two weeks before 9-11. You didn't even own American flags. So what is with this? I mean, obviously, look, after that, you want to have some unity. I get it. But don't pretend. Don't do the rah-rah bullshit if it's not genuine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't like that kind of thing. I'm how not old? saying, like, you know, after 9-11, obviously, shit was how different. How old were you but for 9-11? I was, God, fuck, I was a junior in high school, man. I was, so I was, oh, shit, I was really? 16 years okay. old. And, um, and yeah, obviously that was awful. And I'm glad people like rallied around each other in a sense. But I definitely remember at the time thinking, I, I didn't like, there was, there was a phoniness of people where I'm like, dude, two weeks ago, I remember you saying that America was shit. And now something happened and you're like, this is the greatest country in the world. And, yeah. it, and everyone, and that's when, the, that's when all the shit we deal with now kind of started. The whole, what team are you on? The political divide. Yeah. Because what killed me about that was that I didn't, I wasn't, I never thought of, I was a junior high school. I never thought I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a, I didn't care. And none of my friends and no one ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards it started to be like, well, we got to reelect Bush because we're at war and you don't change presidents during war. And then uh, all this other, and it was just a lot of back and forth no this was clinton's fault because you could have killed him in the 90s and this where's your american flag what you're not you don't support Fuck it I'm like, of course i support shit. it it's just weird because Imagine i how- i love america because i think it's a beautiful country i like the people in it and all that stuff but to be like um and it's obviously a great country if you were born in america you're part of the one percent of the world so sometimes when people shit on it i do get a little annoyed because i'm like dude appreciate what you got because if you make twenty thousand dollars a year in America, you're balling. I talked about this with Brian Babb on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are balling. You are doing great compared to the rest of the planet. Yeah. But it's also we're also a country. We're made up lines in a government. So when I hear people get like over the top patriotic, I'm like, no, dude, believe in the cause you want to believe in. But at, at the end of the day, like you know, Texas was a country. Now it's not anymore. So the people who were part of the country of Texas, they learned to adjust. Like uh-huh. at the end of the day, care about your friends, care about your family. But I don't know. It's just kind of weird because, like, who made up countries? What if, what if, dude, 50 years no from now there are no more countries and we're all just like, yeah, we're just a planet? That's it, dude. That's just what a it should be, dude. We don't I'm need lines to anymore. Chill out and fucking get a Nintendo sixty four and play Goldeneye. That's what I want to do, man. Do you not have a Nintendo sixty four? I do because I have it. If you want to come by and play Goldeneye? Come by and play dude, Goldeneye. I'm fucking down. I got Goldeneye. I got Mario Kart. I got Diddy Kong. I got. Um, what was that one that was kind of like Goldeneye, but not quite as good, but still pretty cool? Perfect Dark. 
I got Cruz in USA. Perfect Dart was like a first player shooter. Well, when game. I had Nintendo 64, all I had was GoldenEye and Mario 64. That's all you needed. And I actually, when I was a kid, my dad got me the PlayStation for Christmas. And then his neighbor was like, I'll trade you for my Nintendo 64. And I was like, all right. Because I had like some Star Wars game. I've never seen PlayStation 1 and 64 were pretty equal. Yeah, yeah. So I had a PlayStation 1, and I was like, yeah, I'll trade you. And he gave me like some games. And all I had was like this fucking dumbass. A Land Cruiser or whatever from fucking Star Wars, that a movie I've never seen, and it wasn't fun. And You've never seen Star Wars? Nah. Dude, that's hilarious, man. Me and you are in common with a lot of things because I've seen two Star Wars movies. I saw the very first one, 1977, which is annoying because the nerds will then tell you, hey, asshole, that's actually the one from... Oh, dude. Um, that's actually... Star- they, I tell them, I go, I've seen the first one. That's actually and four. Then they go, yeah, right? Yeah. They go, actually, yeah. it's the fourth one. I go, well, I saw the one that came out in 1977, the original. I go, yeah, but that's the fourth. Yeah, I go, no, I saw the one that came the- out before you were born. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I was born in that gray area that you were... You Maybe you were part of... It. See, actually, a lot of kids your age, I feel like, saw because when I... I had my older cousins who... I don't think they weren't like diehard, but they liked it. Because they were born when they were kind of coming out. So I was born in 84. So I was born in that middle run where I think they were the coming third, out as gay. <laughs> the third, <laughs> well, the third one came out like what? And oh, you got so many gay friends. <laughs> gay friends, man. You know those gays, dude, sucking dick and hey, watching did, Star Wars. Did you, um, what, did you meet them at Roscoe's? No. Is Roscoe's uh, a gay bar? I don't even know yeah. that place. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you threw me off with that reference. But, <laughs> um, but I just never got into it, man. I never saw any of the Lord of the Rings either. I get turned off when people get into something to the point where they make you feel bad that you didn't see it right away. Yeah. The only thing I ever got into was Breaking Bad because I, I started watching that. But I started watching that when it had two months left in the series. Oh, wow. Okay. So I watched, okay. dude, I went up to, I did a club. I, I headlined up in Appleton, the Skyline Comedy Club. And I remember this was like 2013 because I did that's when Breaking Bad end. I'm bragging, I headline. Um, which I'm actually going back to feature in a couple weeks at a club I used to headline. Who are you featuring? I can't remember, but they asked me, and I was because I was trying to get this new owners, and they're like, "Hey, we'd like you to headline, but we got to be." And and I like them. I'm not knocking. I'm happy to go out there. I'm featuring for Dale. It's gonna be fun, everyone. (laughs) I'm driving. That's what. So you headlined out there, and then you were in the hotel, and you started watching it. Yeah, well, they have a condo, and I said, you know what? I started watching before I went, and what I would do was I'd wake up in the morning, turn it on, and just watch Netflix on my computer, watch episode after episode. Uh, It's the first five seasons. The first. It was five and a half seasons, and they came back to do the last eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And I watched all of them over two days. What I would do is I would watch. Go, I would you watch all five seasons? Dude, I watched like oh, about four of them, and then I caught up the rest of the week. And then the other episodes were on demand, so I caught up with those. And I literally caught up for the last two weeks. And I, I mean, dude, I cranked it out. Oh, yeah, I remember telling people, do, they're like, holy shit, They only shit, do like man. 10 episodes a season. But it was still pretty impressive First, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. People were like, hey, what are you doing for the show? I would do the shows, go right back to the hotel, watch them, and watch them until I fell asleep. Then wake up in the morning, eat something real quick, watch yeah. them, go out for lunch, for pause it, I mean, come back. That's all I did, dude. I mean, that's I was impressive for somebody with responsibility. I just for didn't. For somebody like me, I'm No, like, I didn't even have responsibilities like, back yeah, then, I man. That, that was 2013. It was before I was married, before anything, dude. I had fried people who were like... Dude, I was killing those shows. Two people were like, hey, you want to go on party after this? I'm like, nah, I got to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got hooked on that show. But with like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, although I saw Rogue One, my friend, same buddy who worked for Disney hit me up. Uh, it was at this these movie theaters, the AMCs in Burbank, which I lived like four minutes from at the time when I lived in LA. And Rogue One? The you movie lived, Rogue One. You was, lived out there when that came out? Yeah. That came out like December of 2016. 
I moved set back. the first one back. I moved back a year and a half ago. I moved back in like May. Of no, I mean, set the first one back. No, they had another one after that. Like Han Solo came after that. No, no, no. I mean, it's that the first one they had out after it got sold to Disney. Ah, uh, no, I think Force Awakens and then um, Rogue One and now the Han Solo. Ah, movie. okay. Because okay. I didn't see Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens okay. was where everyone was all pumped up about so, it. So, like, he had you go to the theater? Yeah, well, he just said, hey, man, I got free pass. It was a week before the movie actually came out. Oh, it's like shit. free sneak preview. It's Disney employees only. You live two mm. minutes from there. You want to go? And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. the one with the lady, right? Yeah. I'm like, free movie? How was it? Fucking for- I liked it. I actually dug it because it, it took place before any of the shit started. So at the very end, you see Darth Vader for the first time. So this movie takes place before episode Like you uh, see him put four. on his mask? I, I mean, he's there. I think it's in between the first three episodes and then the middle one. See, it's too fucking confusing, that's, man. It's the dumbest thing in the it's world. It's annoying as shit to me. fucking movies. Doom in f- in order. Come in on, fucking order, dude. The cleanup hitter isn't bad first. I gotta, what, dude? You're not Tarantino. Fucking do it right, dude. I don't like the fact that we're having. In the thing about Star Wars, the 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 first three were the last three, and the, uh, the original six uh, up before Disney bought it. But uh, why why do the earlier ones have better? Technology. Get that it mic does, up a little closer. There you it go. doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yes. You know what I mean? Why do the why do the earlier ones have better technology? <laughs> it's fucking why are the stupid. graphics better on this? Oh, the prequel looks better? That makes no fucking sense, man. Dude, I'm sick of it. <laughs> we were talking about X-Men earlier. At least when X-Men did their prequel, they called it X-Men First Class. So there wasn't any confusing bullshit. Like the story I'm, Star Wars does it. I'm, if oh, I refer to X Men First Class, no one's going to say you mean X Men the Fifth One oh, yeah. or X Men the First. You know what I mean? Or whatever. If I say X Men, if I just say X Men, they'll know I'm talking about the one that came out in 2000. Oh yeah, we got to go back to X Men, dude. I've, what the fuck is going on there now? They had X Men One, X Men Two, X Men Three, and now it's all fucking jumping around. Yeah, they jumped around a little the bit. World. They got away with it a little bit because the X Men, um, the second one, X Men, not the second, the second of the next three. Because they had those first two X Men one, two, and three, which was X Men, X Men two, X Men Last Stand, which Last Stand was bad. They they did a lot. Yeah, the first the third one was kind of bad too, why, but I was happy just to watch it. Why did the third ones always try to force seven different storylines where they're like, we need nineteen more characters? Like the and fucking like, Spider Man three. Spider Man three was dog shit. Oh my god, dude! They who, fucking who watches that scene? If you're a producer on a movie and you uh, see the scene where. Toby Maguire is supposed to be like evil, cool Spider Man. Remember, he's like strutting down the street and thinking he's hip see, and like this. I would have been, if I was a producer, even if I was a low, if I was a PA, I would have dropped the coffee. I'm supposed to bring the director and been like, you can't fucking put that doing? out in America. I quit. I quit. Th- that is dumb. And they'd be like, who are you to say this? I'm the guy that's going to save you. You're going to fire me now, but six months from now, you're going to rehire me because you know I'm right. That is bad. Toby Maguire has never looked cool day in his life. That's not why you hired him to be Spider Man. 30. Yeah, you can't have. He's playing 19 or 20, like you were saying by the third one. You just can't. It's stupid. And then they'd be like, we could The I part where he risk slaps it, you know? his girlfriend. Uh, and when he's like dancing in the jazz club, and he's like this. Oh, and and his hair's like combed over like Hitler. Oh, the emo the eyeliner. Thing. And he slaps. Dude, the thing I'll never forget, because I saw all three in the theater. Because when I was a kid, that was like my favorite yeah, shit. Yeah, you were probably in high school doing those, right? Or um, grade school even. Dude, when the first one came out. first one out, was like 2099, so you were probably grade school. Yeah, so the first one came out when I was 10. And the second one came out like two years later. And the next one, like I was like 15. Damn, dude, you make me feel old, man. 
I'm sorry, man. Okay. But dude, I, I was in the theater for the third one, man, and he slapped that bitch, Mary Jane, dude. And all I heard was this fucking his probably Puerto Rican kid next to me just go, ooh, <laughs> and the fucking whole theater just fucking started cracking up, man. And that's my favorite part about that movie, and it had nothing to do with the movie. It was just domestic violence. There is something about people yelling. Bar. There's something about people yelling something out in a theater, or reacting in a theater, where 99 percent of the time you're like, "Shut the fuck up! Don't say anything." But every now and then, someone says something just right that makes you laugh your ass off. I was at, I saw American Pie when it came on the theater. I was way underage. I remember like my sister's friend's mom had to buy us the tickets because mm-hmm. you know they went sell to us, and we you know snuck in, and it was in. Melrose Park, which we live nowhere near, but that was just like the theater that was like it was out and available because that movie. Yeah, people forget like in the before um, the internet really really took off in the sense that you could watch movies and stream stuff on it. Movies opened big. American Pie when it came out in 1999. I, I saw was that in theater. Seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, you saw So I was there. I was like in eighth grade. My sister was in high school, and me and my other buddy tagged along because I really wanted to see it because I was into comedies and. Uh, it was packed. So I remember we were like, oh, that we went to. We, I remember we drove to one theater and they were all sold out. Yeah, like there was like seven o'clock shows sold out to nine thirty, and then they they had multiple theaters. We went to so Lincoln, then we drove like, all the way down to Melrose uh, Park, fuck. which is not near where I grew up. You know, I told you earlier where I grew up, yeah, and yeah. I remember um, it's more diverse area. But I remember <laughs> the scene where Jason Biggs' character is fucking the pie, and this black woman, not even a woman, she's probably like sixteen. Y'all, <laughs> oh, that fucking white boy, gross! <laughs> and I remember laughing my ass, and that was the only time anyone said anything throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And nobody oh. cared, and they laughed even louder. Yeah, like I everyone was quiet throughout the whole movie, and That's the and the theater best, was mixed. Dude. The theater was probably like fifty fifty, almost even, maybe not quite, but close. That's and the best, it was man. so funny. That's the main reason I regret not seeing. Uh Get out in theaters. Oh man, I wish I would have saw that in theaters. That was like, I love that movie. I didn't that was see a great it movie. for like a year after it came out. It was a great flick because it's like the same hype with the fucking uh, Black Panther thing, where, where it's just like all these white people like, oh, you gotta see this. It's the greatest thing never happened in the cinema. I go, all right, and I'm watching it, and it's an amazing movie, dude. It's really good and it's very different. But like halfway through it, I already knew what was. Of course, like, yeah. It's I go, a oh yeah, movie, she's you know? setting him up. Oh, you're talking about Get Out? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. got you. Like, yeah. She's setting him up. No, American Pie. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That pie. <laughs> I knew right away that freaking <laughs> audio was going to make him jerk off in front of everybody. <laughs> no, but I, I knew right away. I was like, yeah, she's setting him up. This is, it's overhyped, but it's good. It's something different, and I get that, and I get that. But we don't. Just because it's not made by like a minority, minority, we don't have to like push it like it's a fucking Schindler's List, which I've never seen and probably sucks because it's in black and white and it was made before John Wick. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you. Like when it, when it comes to certain things like that, I get, I totally understand the black community being like, oh, finally a superhero movie for us and all that. That's, That's fine, great, dude, dude. But when it the, gives when like kids, like little black kids, like. Uh, like oh fuck maybe I can do that you yeah know no I, I mean? love that's that that's what it's about yeah man dude. that's beautiful but the the fact that there's these 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 white people yeah, dude I fucking hate saying white people they're forcing me to say it yeah they do yeah they're, they're forcing me to say it the same way they do just on the opposite end 
there's these white people that are making it about them and yeah. their experience more than the person who made it and the people who are going to get something out of it. They're, they're making it more about the person who made it their uh, hard work and the person that's getting something out of it. They're, they're taking all that away from them and being like, yeah, I saw what they were trying to do there. Here's a pat on the ass. Yeah, definitely. You're right. It takes something away in that regard. I just, when I see those people, I just want some consistency out of them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind if you, if you want to trash white dudes, I don't give a shit. It doesn't yeah. bother me because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things we should be trashed over. Yeah, sp- but historically speaking, all that stuff. Front but row seats of Wilco. Yeah, know? exactly. But then also don't, don't turn a blind eye. You know what I mean? Like, here, here's something. All right. There, someone tweeted, I ended up seeing it. It was a map of the world and how the world, like, you know all the countries in the world it's like this little globe thing and it lit up after every after five seconds it would say like the graphic like uh number of countries that have gay marriage number of countries that have this number of countries that and it was about the world's supporting of gay rights Mm -hmm. guess what countries were all the best for supporting gay right north american and european and australia so all the countries with evil white men were by far the best when it comes to supporting gay rights. Yeah. Guess what countries were all the worst? Middle Eastern, Asian, South oh, American, dude, African. And not to be a dick, but like, look, this is not saying white people are better. This is just stating facts. You could literally just state a fact going like, if I, if I out loud said, shit, man, the Middle East needs to be better for gay rights, people would be like, F-, they'd think I was being racist. I'm not being racist. Yeah. I'm not saying that white people are better. than No one's better than anyone. Nobody. Nobody. But in the same regard, I'm better than Joe McMahon. But well, that's that. a fucking come on. You're taller for sure, but <laughs> <laughs> which is on it. Which me, me equals better. By the way, taller equals better. Just so yeah. in case anyone was curious about anything, um, we're fucking around. Obviously, Joe McMahon's. Uh, but uh, I didn't, uh, But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think uh, there are some culturalistic things that need to be better. Like um, like Illinois is shit when it comes to like. Um, maternity rights and stuff like that california's way better so if i were like illinois get your shit together does not mean i'm anti-illinois yeah it doesn't mean i think like illinois needs to fight like but if i say hey uh middle eastern countries your culture is wrong and backwards in their views towards women and gay rights that does not mean i'm saying that i don't still believe in i don't you know i still love people and i think people are good people and all, right people are good people that might have been the stupidest thing I've ever said in this podcast but you know what i'm saying like you can't if but if, but in the same regard, if Sweden had shitty uh, rights towards women and gay rights, and I was like, Sweden, get your fucking shit together, nobody would bat an eye. But if I'm like, hey, Saudi Arabia, stop treating your women like shit, people would be like, well, hold the fuck on. And I'm like, no, don't hold the fuck yeah. on. You know what I mean? Look, obviously there's different cultures and religions there, but some cultures are better than other cultures, and that's just kind of a fact of the matter, yeah. you know? I feel like I sounded sound like, sound, sound like real like fucking Bill Maher douchey in there, and I didn't no, mean no, to no, it come off that sense, way. Dude. But like, I don't know. I just want the consistency. I think if you dude. if you want things to be better in America, great. I support that, dude. I'm so glad we're having this. But the, my also, main thing, dude. Yeah, there's some other yeah, shit going on too. Also, fuck. Don't be quiet be on that. Be real. Imagine living your entire life. Or these kids, these kids will get over it. And maybe living yeah, right. your entire 20s and 30s, best years of your life, and fucking spending the entire time making sure everybody around you knows that you had nothing to do with what happened three years ago, 300 years ago. Are you kidding, dude? 
I don't have to do that. Yeah, it's stupid. I fucking woke up in 1990. I don't have to prove that I didn't fucking kill any Native Americans. You know, I've talked that to... I support it. I, I've, I, you know, we both... I, I, have, I have, you know, black guy friends who say that one of the things they really hate is when they hear, like, overly apologetic white dudes. Oh, dude. They go, they fucking can't stand that shit because they feel like there is... Like what I said earlier in the podcast, they feel like there's this, like, hidden guilt there. You know, I had audition. Have I talked about this in the podcast? Maybe I have. If I have, sorry, guys, I get redundant sometimes because we're drinking whiskey. Uh, I had an audition for the show called The Shy on Showtime. The Shy, oh, okay. And I had my character was, I was like white supremacist number two. And no. I didn't know that before I said yes to the audition. That's kind of funny because I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll be there. What's the audition for? White supremacist number two. Oh, I already said I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there, whatever. But uh, I remember talking to a couple, um, not non comedian. Um, like black friends, and I was like, "Oh man, it's gonna be awkward because, you know, I got a callback, and the callback, like I did the audition on Friday, and the callback was they, they told me, hey, we, they liked you, they want to see you again on on uh, Monday, and the Monday was gonna be for the producers and the director, and I know the show was written, produced, and all all the people who are the executives on it are, are black people, which is great, should yeah. be that way. Yeah. And I remember being like, should, should I walk in and make a joke on, hey, by the way, I'm one of the good ones, and he looked at me going, if you fucking do that, dude, I'll don't I'll fucking dude, I hate yeah. dude, we hate that of course yeah. we assume people are fucking cool and good and when yeah, you do yeah. shit like that that's when we're like nah this guy's fucking hiding something yeah, and i yeah. go you know what i actually think that too yeah. dude how many dudes have come out you know aziz ansari is apparently this huge scumbag although the one story about him i remember going that's a gray area i'm not sticking up for him yeah, obviously it's not like, but like a bad day. it's not like a bad day. and i know a lot of women who are like nah fuck her anyway but you and I are both in comedy. I know a lot of people in comedy who are like, nah, there's way worse shit. It just doesn't come out Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. And I'm not even a fan of that dude, so I'm not sticking up for him. His comedy's never done it for me. I met him once. He seemed like a nice dude. So I'm not, you know, yeah. as a person, he's never done anything wrong to me. We had like a brief exchange because he did Comedians You Should Know in LA. He popped in. He was he was cool. He was gracious. He did exactly the time he said he was going to do. So I respect him on that level. Comedians um, You Should Know here or LA? The one in LA. He did in LA when I was living in LA. Is running that show. Yeah, it's monthly now, and they're kind of they're kind of bouncing around different venues, which I don't mind actually. I like just a different yeah. scene than New York and Chicago. You know what I mean? Because I know some people are like, because the the one in New York's taken off, and the one in Chicago is obviously an institution. Um, yeah. And this isn't me like sticking up. Look, I there were some producing aspects that I fucked up on and was got a little maybe lazy on. Um, but that show after. A brief amount of time was already a top show in LA. Didn't you already it put, just didn't wasn't. Didn't you have Chris Red on it? Yeah, Chris Red was one of the producers, man. Yeah. Chris Red was fucking great. Still is great. Um, yeah. Toward the end, I got annoyed with some stuff, not even Chris Red related. Just we kind of we changed the booking style where we had it was five members or six six produ- five or six producers where each producer picked got to pick got to book one spot for each lineup. Oh, that's terrible, dude. Well, yeah, because it made you it where the, they weren't blending. Dude. They weren't blending. So every now and then I'm like, this show was too the same style of comic. And and then I kind of put up a stink yeah. about it. And I handled it poorly. But no, Chris Rudd was a uh, producer on Obviously, he's not anymore because he's blown up on SNL, and which I knew he would. Chris is a great dude, and he's also yeah, a hard cool. worker. And one of those oh, yeah. dudes where I'm like, right when he was like, hey, I'd love to help out. I'm like, dude, I was going to ask you to help out. So the fact that you want it makes it even better. But anyway, like the show, we had Sarah Silverman. We've had Adam Sandler. We've had Dana Carvey. Like, the show has served its purpose. It's oh, not. Yeah, it's, yeah. It wasn't packed every week like the other shows, but more of the shows were better than not. 
and uh, it's Adam a different Sandler? fucking. Uh, no, I was actually back here when that happened, but I met Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. But anyway, with the Aziz thing, I just want to be like, well, I don't like being a person who just shits on someone for. I, I'll I'll say this: there are people who I don't like their comedy, but I think they're awesome. Yeah, I think they're really cool people. I'm not one of. I, there, I know some people were like, I don't like your comedy. I don't like you. No, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Aziz Ansari fan comedically, but the brief exchange we had, I thought he was a nice guy. Uh, I anyway, think he just I, headlined I, Zany's last week. Yeah, and he probably sold it all out. But anyway. Yeah, of course he did. That it says di- sold out on the picture I saw. Yeah. Anyway, that dude I heard's got some other shit coming his way or whatever. Um, I don't know what my original point was with this. It's now. You know what's what crazy? What the fuck are talking about? I forget. By the way, uh, that happens a lot of this. But I hear all I this me too. Anyway, me though. at my level, I hear all this me too shit. Way before, like I heard the Louis shit. Maybe oh, that was I the mean, worst kept secret uh, in comedy. I brought that, we talked about this when Lisa was on the podcast. And she I, was great with a lot of her insight. I had, uh, but you know what I do? I don't mean to cut you off. You know what I'll do sometimes, and I do this with my with my smart friends. If I have conversations with them where I know, I'm, as I'm hearing them, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're saying makes complete sense, but I will purposely take a viewpoint that I'm not even 100 percent on that side. Yeah. I don't even agree with it. Just to challenge them because I want to hear their response. Right, right, right. Yeah, people actually call it. There's a term for it. It's like opposition research. Uh-huh. So say I don't believe in something, but I'll take that side when I'm arguing with someone who I know definitely doesn't believe in it because I want to hear their point of view because it'll only strengthen their own view and it'll open up my eyes even more. Because there's a couple things when I had Lisa on where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna because f- I don't want it to be all one sided. Oh, you had Lisa on here. I had Lisa, on, dude. Lisa was fucking. I don't know how well you knew her. She's great, man. Uh, she didn't like me for a little bit over some stuff, but I feel like we're cool now. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure she'd respect you as a comic because I yeah, feel like your yeah, style yeah. Of stuff. We're, she'd we're be like, cool yeah, down. I'm into we, it. Um, we've, we've talked. But anyway, I had her on, and she talked. She worked on that Louis C.K. show. She was on like six episodes of uh, Harold uh, and Pete. Hor- oh, oh, Horace yeah. and Pete. Horace, Horace and, and Pete. Pete. Yeah, I said Harold and Pete. Horace. I haven't, and Pete. I haven't seen it yet. Anyway, but you were going to bring up the Louis C.K. thing that we all kind of knew about it before it came out. Yeah, that was the worst kept secret in comedy. No man, I knew about it from. I had heard originally that Louis was jerking off because he thought it was a loophole to cheating. He's like, I can't cheat on my wife. Because he was married at the time, but I could jerk off oh, in front of you. Oh, today that Sarah Silverman thing. Came Sarah out. Silverman had done CYSKLA, yeah. Where she, where she says, that, yeah, sometimes, she was kind of like defending him, like, where like, yeah, sometimes he'd jerk off in front of me because it was awesome. What? Does that mean it was awesome to watch Lucy, Louis C.K. jerk off? I don't know, man. Is that what her saying? Because it's a, not does he have a awesome good to dick? watch me jerk off. Does he have a good dick I mean? or does he have a good jerking off technique? I or don't does he know. blow a good load? What is I, I, I kind of want to see him jerk off now. I, it's been talked about enough for, for the spectacle you want to go, right? Yeah. And I guess she... Uh, he and She's like, sometimes uh, I'd say, no, that's gross. And then we ordered pizza. That's the only quote I saw. So I want to ask gonna... her, though, whoever interviewed did a shitty job. I'd follow up by saying, hey, Sarah, when you'd say, ew, that's gross, let's just order pizza, would he immediately be like, okay, I'm sorry, I'll put it away? Or would he stop and go, why is it gross now, but it wasn't gross before? Yeah, and yeah. then would she have to be like, before? Right. It gets a mixed Before it's you her just fault. looked better. What'd you eat earlier? You she... look lazy. You look tired right now. You're, you're sweating a little bit. You weren't sweating before. There was better lighting <laughs> in the room. Like, I want to know. She's the catalyst for him jerking off in front of women that don't want it. Because he's like, uh, I know this girl that didn't want it, but she wanted a lot of times before. He's like Sarah Silverman, who's super funny. Thought it was good. Why wouldn't you aspiring female comedians think it's good? I don't Could know. you imagine jacking off in front of you, like your, one of your female comics friends? And she didn't want me to? Or just like... Or just in like, general? just yeah. like asking. Like imagine, like hypothetical, like you going up to, uh, to me and being like, hey, 
we're just hanging out in here. Uh, this podcast is done. What do you think about me jacking off right now? Tumi's a bad example. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, she'd probably be like, yeah, well, let's see what you got. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. She's like, let's see that she'd little like, dick. That, yeah, let's see it. It's gross. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine. No, that's a weird, that's a weird thing. I, I, you know, it's weird because none of it was like in the context of they'd been fooling around. Yeah. Now, if it was in the context of there was making out, fooling around, going right. back and forth, There's and it was like, be. I want to see you jerk that, you want to see you jerk your dick off, or if he was like, you want to see this, I or like even. I could see like an exchange, you know what I mean? But the fact that he was just like, hey, do you care if I start jerking off? And they were like, dude, we're just. Hanging out in your hotel. Room. Yeah. Drink. That, that's where you're I going with this? I can't even imagine asking You'd even that to lean my in for, girlfriend. Dude. How do you not, like, that was the thing I didn't get. Like, how do you not lean in to make out first? How do you not lean in? Because some people, I heard Ari Shafir saying this. He must have sent a text. Like, I, heard, hey, I heard Ari Shafir on Rogan's podcast yesterday. I, I caught the clip. Um, do you know what's crazy? For those of you out there wondering how algorithms work, produce a fuckload of content and shit will eventually work out for you. Yeah. As long as it's good, of course. Yeah. Because I... Um, I actually respect. It. I like. I people. It's funny to me. I made a tweet a few weeks ago about Joe Rogan. The people who hate him would love him if he was skinny and wore uh, the national T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like if he was yeah. like because a lot of his viewpoint. They think if they see him, they think a big muscular guy who likes. Uh, they think he, of a jock. They, they think of a think jock that, UFC, yeah. but really he's got. He's fucking. He's got. He's consistent with his worldviews on stuff. He gives people a fair shake. He. Um, He's not. People think he's far right wing. He's not. He's not far left wing either. He takes on each issue as they come to him. He thinks there should be a ba- universal basic income. You know what I mean? Yeah. He th- he, there's a lot of things that he thinks that are like very considered liberal. There's a few things that he thinks of that are considered right wing. But he takes the issues as they come. He people are like, oh, but he had that right wing asshole Ben Shapiro on his podcast. Yeah, but he has Neil deGrasse Neil deGrasse Tyson on like once every two weeks. So don't act like he's not. He's just yeah. a dude who likes talking to certain people. And I think they would fucking love him if he didn't look the way he did, yeah, which is f- such yeah, bullshit. It's a prejudice. Elon Musk. It's a prejudice, right? Yeah, Elon Musk on. Um, he smoked weed with them. It's funny though. I was gonna about. To say, I love the dudes I grew up with, even though two. Of them, I'm on a group text and two of them I blocked. This is a real fun oh, really? thing today because they were annoying me. So I said, "How do I get out of this group text?" Just through your friends. Like, yeah, two, the two, I still like them. Yeah, two of my regular friends. I, I mean, I, look, I, I, I was, I did it as a joke because I knew you ever get into it with people and you're like, "What can I do to piss them off?" Totally. And the one dude, he's he's cool. He's funny, but he. Um, He's a, such a mouth. He just never stops talking. Never yeah, stops. Yeah, yeah. He'd be the dude, like, if, like, you know, how I commented and kind of burned you a little bit with that thing. Yeah. He would go back and forth <laughs> where it's like, you're not winning. You're just, I'm eventually going to cave because you're exhausting me. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you know, he was. You know what's funny is that entered my mind like 10 seconds before you brought it back up. Oh, really? My bad, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm having a good time with this guy that fucking slammed me. Because <laughs> you're a goddamn adult. <laughs> so I said, uh, I um I had been talking about the Bears defensive coordinator in the one text thread saying I feel like he's overrated. Everyone was like, this guy's amazing because we had a top 10 defense last year. But maybe we had a top 10 defense because we lit it up against really bad teams and that skewed the numbers a little bit. And then I was like, we're not we went back into coverage too much and all three games we've lost, it's because of a lack of uh, second half adjustments. Anyhow, so I was getting an argument a little bit and I copy and pasted a tweet. You know how I thought I didn't Need to, I didn't give credit to the person. And the only reason I didn't screenshot the tweet was because my storage was full. So I couldn't take any pictures on my phone. So yeah. at that moment, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to copy and paste it real quick because I just wanted to get this out because I, okay. I, had, I had a few moments there, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it was obvious 
that I ca- there was a hashtag in the fuck who texts a hashtag and who texts with uh, with spaces. There was two lines of big space, two lines of big space, two lines of big space, and the uh, hashtag bears. Hashtag bears at the end. I thought it was obvious, so I didn't think I needed to give credit because I think they would have figured, oh, this is a tweet. I just assumed that the yeah. one dude gave me shit, and this dude is such a fucking. He's one of those dudes that will keep poking you, going, or he's not poking you. He'll be like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. But uh, his fingers right next to you, and you'd be like, dude, what are you for? And I love the guy. I take uh, a bullet for him, but I'm like, dude, that's fucking annoying. And he he gets real annoying in these group texts. And then the other one was was just like, we got a joke thief over here, and he was like tweeting Carlos oh, Mencia really? gifts at me, which is a little funny, I admit. Uh, but I was just like, all right, I could go back and forth with these fucking assholes, or I could block them, which I knew would piss him off more. So I blocked them, and all I'm seeing is other people from the comment going, this is the greatest day ever. Everyone else in the group text was laughing because I think those two were getting all fired up talking shit about me. And I just kept going, I can't hear them. I can't hear them. Oh, Dude, Which nothing, yeah. nothing bothers people like that more than being like, wait, you don't know the, the things I'm saying? Nope. I'm like, yeah, if an asshole chirps in the woods, I can't hear you. That's yeah, how yeah, I viewed yeah. it. That's why I liked when you were like saying when you were outside that Cafe Mustache, you're like, fuck this, I'm getting an Uber. And walking away leaving, is sometimes the yeah. most powerful thing you could do. I walking away is I'm the best. I'm not even going inside. I have, a, I have a woman that I'm supposed to meet there. I, oh, I, uh, I can't make it. I don't yeah. fucking care, dude. Hey, everybody, Joe Kilgallen here. As you notice, Dale just kind of got cut off there mid-sentence. I'm recording this. The sound quality is probably going to be completely different. But uh, the last, like, 10 minutes of the recording just kind of got all fucked up, which really blows. Uh, But it pretty much wrapped up there. We rambled on about some more stuff. But Dale McPeak's hilarious. Uh, If you, you know, follow him on Instagram, he's at RealCuteDude. Tell your friends about it. Write us a review on iTunes. It really does go a long way. Uh, thanks for checking out Kilgallen's Pub. Uh, you guys are the best. Really appreciate it. Cheers.